The Mariners' inactivity this offseason has us, but more specifically Colby, reaching unhinged levels of trade ideas. Today, we're going to talk about some of those, as well as some veterans the team could bring in on an invitation to spring training. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. This is Tidane Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to get yourself started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. And on the show today, we're going to step into the terrifying mind of one Mr. Colby Patnode, and see what kind of ridiculous trade ideas he's got stored in that cranium of his. And if you don't like it, blame the Mariners for not doing anything, because this is all we have at this point. We're also going to go over some veteran players we think the Mariners could bring in on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training, something we talked about on our Patreon show uh, yesterday. Uh, but let's get into these absolutely cracked ideas from the the lovely man to my left here or to your right if you're watching right now uh i was minding my own business on twitter.com last night just scrolling through you know seeing hoping and praying if the mirrors you know or if a tweet saying that the mirrors had finally make made a move would come across my screen and to no avail but i did see a tweet from a certain locked on mariners account and it wasn't for me saying the Mariners should really make a move because I'm just out here concocting some Ty France and Brian Wu for Carlos Correa and $20 million trade proposals. Uh, what, what are you, what are you talking about? I understand how you as a smooth brain might have a difficult time grasping the intricacies right. of this trade, but uh-huh. yeah. yeah, it was either think about that or talk about, you know, whether Jorge Soler is worth $15 million or $16 million for the 12th time. So first of all, you're welcome. Uh, but second of all, mm. yeah, the twins are looking to cut some payroll. Mm-hmm. Carlos Correa is making most of the payroll. So mm-hmm. obviously they want to move Polanco and Kepler and they'd probably be open to moving Byron Buxton, but no, that's no. Um, as much as I love Byron Buxton, just no. Uh, mm-hmm. So Correa, maybe. Maybe we know that they like Ty France. We know that they want pitching. So Brian Wu, Ty France for Carlos Correa. And you have to get money. You have to get some cash back because uh, Correa, even if you just subtract Ty France's number from what Correa is set to make this year, that's still $25 million and that's the entire budget. And, and you can't do that. You have to add more than that. But Correa can play short. He can play third. I mean, he's better defensively than JP at short. Is Correa the guy who can finally, you know, you can finally sell JP on moving to second for? Maybe, maybe not. But if he can't, I mean, Correa can play third. Uh, he's coming off of a down year, but he's just 29 years old. He's only got five years left of on his contract, not eight or nine. 
and you know, he's just a year removed from a four and a half win year. A uh, year before that, he was a six win player. He's been pretty consistently a three to six win player, pretty comfortably in the high threes and, and low fours in that range. He's a good player uh, who, you know, doesn't strike out a ton bonus walks a ton bonus plays really good defense. Yeah. And even in a down year last year was still about a league average bat. So obviously there are concerns, the ankle that kept him from getting $300 million from two different teams last year, huge concern. Um, but I think you're kind of buying low on Correa. You're buying his age 30 or 29 through 33 seasons. Uh, it's, it's the money is the issue. Cause if Correa was making 20 million a year, this would probably be a no brainer and it'll also be why the twins wouldn't do it. So yeah, you know, it, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, an out there idea, but again, just looking at what the twins need and what they apparently like on the Seattle roster mm-hmm. and what their goal, what their goal is. You can, you might be able to convince them to move Carlos Correa, particularly if they think Brooks Lee is ready to go. And he probably is ready uh, to see the big league. So they have Julian, they have Brooks Lee, like they have their middle infield situated here. Do I think they're going to trade Correa? No, because they'd probably be selling low. Although getting six years of Brian Wu for five years of Correa coming off of the year he is with the injury concern, the age, the contract, that's not bad. That's not bad. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a fun idea. Um, okay. Never going to happen because, again, the Twins right. will just trade Polanco or, or Kepler or both before right, they right. would trade uh, Correa. But, I mean, like, could you imagine Seattle acquiring their their the shortstop that they've fans have been clamoring for for the last two off seasons? They just get them in a trade instead of signing the but Colby. The we don't want contract. that cheater on our team. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. I'm I'm sure you believe that, or at least that's what you tell people out loud. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. you're lying. So sure. yeah, uh, you don't care. Actually, that's right. I'm mm. telling you, you don't care. Yeah, I don't want any Astros on. This is team. how you you're, need to fan. You are lying to yourself. So you know, just embrace what it is. Uh, sure. Carlos Correa is going to be a Seattle Mariner. Fact. Uh, right. No hyperbole there. So right. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, this is on Jerry. Okay. This is on Jerry and Justin and obviously John because they had for to not doing anything. Yeah. Well, for them not doing anything, but also on John for like pulling the e-brake on what they wanted to do and making them start over. So right. yeah. uh, this is what you get when, when I'm left to my own devices, Jerry. And so I'm just going to poison the well against you and force you to trade for Carlos Correa because now people are excited about it. So Carlos Correa for Brian Wu. Uh, Ty France, you might even be able to get a little bit more uh, and some cash. So I'm just throwing it out you're, there. You're, just... you're, you're seeing you're seeing a man slowly but surely lose his mind in real time on the show, folks. See, it's interesting this because is, Ty made me content. start. Ty made me start with my most way out there idea. When the mm-hmm. next two are like not only like totally legitimate, they're smart. Okay, and even Ty would have to agree with that. Sure, sure. Uh, Not that so, you can actually get them done. So but, the know. twenty, so the twenty million dollars is only for twenty twenty four, correct? I mean, all you're getting. I think, I think they just give that to you, and you can use it however you want. But right, well, because my my thing with this would be like, all right, cool, it's affordable for twenty twenty four, but what about twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, et cetera? Yeah. When he's back to being a thirty plus million dollar a year guy, like, does I mean, that mean that you're gonna have to 
think about trading Correa at that point or trading sure. JP or I could like trade Correa, Luis Castillo, Gilbert, mm-hmm. etc. Like, does that I mean, mean you told me before the show you wanted have... to trade Julio, so like maybe right, you could do right. that instead. Well, I hate so. I hate Julio as we yeah. established over the course mm-hmm. of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we actually have a, a couple of feasible. Well, he does. I don't. Colby has some yeah. actual, more so feasible I did the work. ideas that I can actually wrap my head around. We're gonna go over those in just a moment, but first, a reminder: this episode of the Locked On Mares podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. And the Mariners might not be playing right now, but the Kraken and Seahawks are. So whether the action is on turf or on the ice, whether it's Jared McCann or Geno Smith, you can bet on it all with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Um, Colby. I've made you look like a, a an absolute sicko over the course of the first uh, segment. Um, well, raise your hands in the comment section if you're buying what I'm saying. You're like, hmm. like at the very least, you're like, okay, like come on. I, I convinced some people. I know I did. We'll see. Uh, but now there's there's actually a couple of more feasible ideas that you have that you've talked about on the Patreon show over the last couple of weeks. Now you're going to share them here for free. So this this one I came up with before the Dodgers had acquired Glass now. So I don't know if they'd still okay. be interested, but um, Logan Gilbert to the Dodgers. Amario. For, that, that's fair. Um, <laughs> for Michael Bush. Amario. Uh, Mike, Michael Grove. Uh, Diego Cartaya. And Andy... Pages, I think is how you pronounce the last name. I've been told it's something Pejas. different. Pejas. Pejas, uh, for those four guys. And I know what you're thinking. Like, no, those are prospects. They don't help. Well, first of all, they're all major league ready. Um, or they've all made their major league. They've either made their major league debut or they are major league ready. Um, but I'm not actually keeping all of those prospects because instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to dangle Cartaya, who I don't need because I have Cal Raleigh, because I have uh, Harry Ford, because I have some catcher depth already. Uh, I don't need Cartaya, but he's a, he's a very valuable prospect. So I'm going to put him and Gabriel Gonzalez or Ty Lockley or whatever, uh, a good prospect, not an elite prospect together. And I'm going to ship them off to the white Sox, where I'm going to go get Dylan cease and Eloy Jimenez. Uh, so the deal is essentially Logan Gilbert and Gabriel Gonzalez. We'll just use him as the stand in here. Uh, sure. basically those two and I get Michael Bush, uh, Andy Payas, Payas, whatever. Um, sure. Michael Grove, Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez. Like that's pretty hard to turn down for Logan Gilbert as much as we love Logan. 
because I'm getting at least a mid-rotation starter to replace Gilbert for at least two years. I'm getting my DH, which I sorely need. Uh, I'm getting a potential, uh, well, two potential long-term bats uh, in Bush and Pages, whatever. Um, I'm getting those two guys. One of them can play center field. The other one, first base DH only. Like, let's not get ourselves. But it is, you know, Ty France insurance. And I also get uh, Michael Grove, who is, you know, probably a number four starter ceiling. But at the very least, he is a mid relief. Uh, mid-leverage reliever right now who I could throw in my bullpen, but also, you know, gives me another name to throw in the back of that rotation with Miller Wu, who I keep by doing this trade in Hancock and now there's Grove. So, and I add Cease. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a fun one. And I think that's roughly what you would have to get to trade Logan Gilbert yeah. because you saw, what one year of glass now went for Gilbert's more durable than glass now. And he has four times more club control than glass now. And he's at least as good, if not just better straight up than glass now. So uh, four years of that, of that guy versus one year of glass. Now, I think the trade package I put out there is worth roughly four times more than what the Dodgers gave the race uh, in my opinion. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically you you use Gilbert to get Bush and and you know a couple guys who can help you now and Cartaya and then you flip Cartaya along with uh, another good prospect for for Gilbert's replacement and your and your DH. Like I, I think there's some creativity to that. I think there's reasonable enough, like approximate enough value changing hands that like we could see something like that still happen. But I think that's pretty much the only path where I could see them trading Logan Gilbert and I'd be like, okay, like they go and they get just a ton of major league ready prospects and and potential impact prospects for Gilbert. And then they use one of those prospects or a couple of those prospects to then go get, you know, Gilbert's replacement and something that also helps the major league roster. So that was just kind of my thinking. Um, Because we talked about this on yesterday's show, like, it's just hard to see any way they would actually trade Gilbert and get better because there's not enough teams that even have enough ammunition to get Logan Gilbert in the first place. So Mm -hmm. um, I I think that's just kind of a, it's essentially a three team deal, but yeah, I I think that that's interesting. I think it, it like uh, raises the the floor of the Mariners certainly Um, because again, you're replacing Gilbert with cease and now you've added, you know, at least two guys who can help you, uh, you know, this year at the big league level who have six years of club control and are making the right. league minimum. So, right. Uh, right. and then you see what you get from Eloy. Hopefully he can play 120 games for the first time in his life. And if he does, he's probably, you know, 115, right. 120 WRC plus bat. So that that's the thinking on that deal. I think the Dodgers would be into it. I just don't know if the Mariners would at this point right now, because, um, well, especially because there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to turn around and go get Cease. I mean, you would have to have some sort of... Uh, right. Obviously, you'd have to have a good sense. But Yeah, you'd have to have a good sense of that before pulling the trigger on a Gilbert uh, on a Gilbert deal. But, it doesn't uh, necessarily yeah. have to be Cease because I have another pitcher that we That's can right. talk about in just a moment. Actually, Although, we don't, we don't yeah, need to go say, to a break yet. No, yeah. <laughs> you're listening. I, 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 pre- I, I appreciate the attempt. Thank you for for trying at least, but uh, yeah, th- this idea that you're about to talk about is uh, is one of my favorites that you've come up with. 
really all off season so there you go that merry christmas to you uh you know giving you a compliment all that stuff very rare for me of course uh what what's this brilliant idea colby well first of all you're listening to locked on mariners um Mm -hmm. because it's that time ty you're gonna make this a 28 minute segment but uh also want to throw out there that ty and i will be exchanging gifts on a live stream on not this channel but on no. our other channel, uh, which Ty will definitely put a link to. He definitely won't forget uh, down in the mm-hmm. description. That'll be probably Friday after we record uh, Locked On mm-hmm. for the day, but we'll see. We'll let you know for sure. But yeah, that'll be mm-hmm. fun. And then we'll just hang out and, and you know, talk. It will not uh, It will guys. not be family friendly, by the way. Not like Locked No, on. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, so once when we unshackle ourselves from our corporate overlook, overlord oh, lords i almost said overload Overl- <laughs> uh then yeah the sometimes you know we we get a little unhinged but uh anyway yeah, so if, you're, if yeah. you're if you're trying to bring the the kids the whole family around and like hey let's watch our favorite mariners youtubers open up some christmas <laughs> gifts you will be very Not very surprised <laughs> yes yeah yeah especially if if the chat gets the the chat uh, the chat can yeah, also you guys kind of dictate the the talking points uh, of the entire thing yeah, so yeah, like if yeah. you guys get unhinged then we just kind of follow so we we've given out dating advice marriage advice seem to work and then seem to work for a while but we're not naming names or anything um but yeah there there's been some weird moments yeah. but we'll be yeah. doing that on probably friday afternoon uh just mm-hmm. we'll let you know uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, this one is kind of a fun one. Ty and I, what was it last week? We did off-season plans 2.0 because mm-hmm. obviously Jerry had to do off-season plan 2.0 and build that from scratch. Probably uh, more like 4.0, but... <laughs> yeah, but whatever. So we kind of did the same. And Ty and I had similar-ish trades with the Rays. We, you know, everybody knows about the Rays trades, but I went a different direction. Ty, Ty focused on the offense. I decided to go the opposite direction and just double down on my pitching. So mm. uh, I proposed a deal to trade Harry Ford, ouch, Tyler Locklear, and Dylan Moore to the Milwaukee Brewers for starting pitcher Freddie Peralta and a prospect named Bradley uh, Blaylock, who isn't really important in our discussion, but Freddie Peralta is, is the guy uh, mm-hmm. here. Three years of club control left. Uh, there, It's one and then there's a couple team options but you're going to pick up the team options uh because freddie peralta is well worth 21 million dollars which is all you would pay him for the next three years and that's why you have to give up harry ford who's a good prospect and tyler locklear who's a good prospect who probably can help the brewers this year which is why he's going to carry some value in a trade and why i picked locklear instead of somebody like gonzalez who's probably going to be a couple years away uh so yeah freddie peralta just set a career high in innings pitched uh, this year, career high in strikeouts. Uh, you guys know Freddie Peralta. He's the the guy that you love to scream from the mountaintops that Jerry gave that guy up for Adam Lynn. Like anybody knew Freddie Peralta was going to be a legit number three starter at the time. But yeah, he's 30 years old, or sorry, 28 years old, uh, made 30 starts this last year. First time in his career he's ever done that. Career high in innings pitched, 11.41 uh, K per nine, 2.93 base on ball per nine, which is a career low. Uh, trending in the right direction had some home run issues last year that's kind of the only thing that really prevented him from taking a massive step forward but he did you know he was still a three-win pitcher uh three eight five fip uh three four two x fip uh 
strikes a lot of guys out elite extension on the fastball, very similar to Logan Gilbert, despite being just, you know, five foot 11 and about 195. So Freddie Peralta legit number, I would say legit number three, who still uh-huh. has number two or even number one upside uh, plus fastball, plus slider, plus changeup, and a pretty decent cutter. And we know how much the Mariners like those cutters. So uh, Peralta is a fun guy. I, I think that if, if you can't get the bats that you want or you need, right, then maybe instead of just going out there and giving Mitch Garber $18 million just to make sure you get somebody, go out there and you know fill the holes with the Carlos Santana types, the Tommy Pham types, whatever. But go out there with a rotation of Luis Castillo, George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Freddie Peralta, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, like whoever you want to throw in eventually. Yeah. Like you're going to win a lot of three to two games, Uh, especially if you double down then and then go get a good reliever. Like instead of giving $15 million to Mitch Garver, go get $15 million to Robert Stevenson. And then you have those five guys. And then you go with, Stevenson and Brash and Munoz and just say, look, we couldn't fix our offense this offseason because our owner is awful. He's a bad person and he's a bad businessman. So mm-hmm. we couldn't fix our offense because they're just the, the supply didn't meet demand, right? There's just way too much demand and not enough supply. So instead of just banging our heads against the wall, we're just going to walk around it. And instead of trying to win games five to four, we're going to win games three to two. And we're going to do it with this pitching staff, which we have a nickname for that we unfortunately can't say on on locked on but it it the the frick you rotation sure the fu uh staff yeah, yes yeah. and bullpen so that's my idea you're listening to the locked on Mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen so before we get out of here i want to talk about some minor league deals that could potentially go down uh you know some spring training invites some veterans the the mariners could bring in on minor league deals uh last year you know they brought in guys like cole calhoun and colin moran uh mike ford who obviously actually had an impact on on the 2023 mariners ball club and what kind of sparked this conversation because you know like i said earlier we we talked about this on our patreon show yesterday is um you know it feels like a lot of these teams that make runs deep into the season, even when the World Series sometimes have at least one of those guys that they brought in on a minor league contract or a very, very, very small major league contract. Just a veteran who it seems like he's fallen off a cliff. They somehow get wild production. Uh, I got, like Jason Hayward last year with the Dodgers or mm-hmm. Travis Jankowski uh, this past year with the, with the Rangers. He um, was really good for them, especially in the first half, and then he was a World Series hero for them. Uh, a little bit as well. Uh, the Rangers also did this with Hunter Pence a couple of years ago. The Yankees did it with uh, with Matt Car- uh, Carpenter um, in 2022. Um, there's usually like a couple of of those guys at least on a per- on a per year basis that that pop like that. So um, the the Mariners with their payroll restrictions are probably going to have to hit on one of those guys if we had to guess. Because not everything is going to go according to plan either, right? On the on the back end of your mm-hmm. roster, right? You know, guys might get hurt, guys might not perform the way you want them to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, probably going to need uh, one of these uh, minor league free agents, essentially. And 
And now I can hear you all furiously typing away. I don't want any of these guys because they suck and they've fallen off. That's the point. That's why they're signing minor league deals <laughs> with spring training invites. That's that's what it is. Um, a couple of guys that I like, just to get the ball rolling here, uh, Jonathan Scope, former um, Tigers, Twins, uh, second baseman, first baseman, Orioles as well. Uh, he's had a you know quite a few good years, but the last couple of years, he's literally hit for like a 50 WRC+. Plus. So he's been terrible um but he's only what 31 years old i believe let me double check that Mm -hmm. 32 years old 32 years old uh he had three consecutive 100 wrc plus seasons before he fell off a cliff again you know we're just trying to look for guys that might just randomly pop right they might make a tweak or something just maybe it's just completely inexplicable like it has been for for some of these guys like travis jankowski right um so jonathan scopes the guy who has track record jerkson profar is another guy that has track record of success and it seems like he's good one year he's bad one year he's good one year he's bad one year he's coming off of a terrible year down in colorado maybe that's a guy that you take a, a shot on and uh you actually get some pretty decent production out of and i would consider it a success even if they're good for like two weeks right because it's a minor league deal you literally risk nothing with these minor league deals mm-hmm. there are no like let's let's make this very clear there is no such thing as a bad minor league deal unless if it's for someone that has like off the field issues but other than that no such thing as a bad minor league deal because mm-hmm. you risk literally nothing with them uh so Colby, Hello, are there mike any ford. yeah that's right uh and mike ford's another one of those guys if he doesn't get mm-hmm. a, minor, a major league uh offer out there uh bring him yep. back bring him back on a minor league deal mm-hmm. would love to have him around on uh, under those circumstances so uh colby are there any uh minor league free uh, possibilities right because like we don't know if these guys are going to end up getting minor league de- i mean there's some guys where it's sure. pretty obvious but there's also guys that are kind of on the fringe of like are they going to get like maybe a two million dollar major league deal who mm-hmm. knows but who do you like right oh, that group uh you know it's worth noting that if there is some you know, debate about whether or not a guy will get a minor league deal or, or a veteran minimum or something like that. Uh, the Mariners do have 40 man spots. So they just decide like, Hey, we just want this guy in our camp. Let's just give him a 40 man spot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world unless that guy sucks and they carry him into their, you know, 2023 roster. Cause they don't want to cut him for some reason, Tommy LaStella. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, uh, the Mets have acquired Adrian Hauser and Tyrone Taylor from the Brewers for a prospect. That's a salary dump trade. Okay. Uh, so the Brewers, you know, they're probably going to trade Burns and Adamas and that'll be, you know, more salary, but maybe they're willing to trade Freddie Peralta. Um, okay. Anyways, so topical. Uh, very yeah. topical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Nola uh, as just kind of a, a fourth catcher. Bring him in. See if you can help him get back to anywhere close to what he was with Seattle. Uh, he's an interesting guy. Trey Mancini, who really fell off since he left Baltimore. Um, yep. You know, he's a guy that might get him might, might get a major league deal but he's not gonna get more than a million who does he share uh, an agent with though colby i i don't know you know i don't care about agents russell Wilson. so oh uh, well i don't care um will myers maybe uh interesting guy mm-hmm. darren ruff who i can't believe is only 37 and still playing baseball uh dominic smith had a really good uh september uh, he might get a major league deal, but he doesn't strike out former first round pick, former top prospect, yada, yada. We know how much Jerry likes those guys. How about Jared Walsh? 
former uh, Angels really first like baseman yeah. who unfortunately things fell apart for him in Anaheim. He had some mental health issues, I believe. He took some time away from baseball. But if he's ready to play, that's definitely a guy you might want to take a shot on. He's only 30 years old. Speaking of a guy that's dealt with some mental health issues, Austin Meadows is a guy that you mentioned yep. during the Patreon show yesterday. I love that idea if he's you know ready and, and willing to play mm-hmm. baseball right now. Because again, like we're trying to think of guys that like, is there some track record there? Are there still tools there? Is there something that could lead to them popping? And like Austin mm-hmm. Meadows is definitely a guy that that still has some tools, at least in theory. Jared Walsh is another guy that has some tools in theory and just has like some other issues that have cropped up that have led to their struggles for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other guys that I throw out there. Uh, Gene Scarra, Colton Wong, Brian Anderson. Um, maybe Brian Anderson, Hunter Dozier, Mike Moustakis. The, the the Mariners did really like Brian Anderson uh, the last couple of off-seasons. Uh, last off-season for sure, because Ryan Dibish kept on talking about him, so it seemed like he was being told like they were really interested in Anderson, but they didn't sign him, and he went on to have a bad year anyway, so who knows, but um, that's that's a guy to definitely keep an eye on for sure. Rymel Tapia, maybe Jesse Winker, Kyle Lewis, uh, Brett Phillips, right? Uh, throw him out there. I mean, Cole Calhoun, they they did it last year and he had some moments with with uh, Cleveland, so maybe yeah, that's a way yeah. they could go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mike Ford, obviously, kind of the big one. Uh, yep. Daniel Vogelback getting a major league deal. I don't know. Uh, I don't. He know. might from he might from like Oakland. the A's, yeah, Pittsburgh, something like that. Like Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about uh, how about Spencer Turnbull? Yeah, maybe Dakota Hudson uh, mm-hmm. is a guy who has to think about that. I'm not um, saying no to any pitcher. Yeah, so like Jose Urania, maybe. Um, you know, there there are some guys. Uh, Brad Boxberger. Potentially Carl Edwards Jr. How about Jesse Chavez? Wait, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. The string bean slinger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yanni Chirinos, maybe. Uh Brent Honeywell, Danelson Lamette. Like, yeah, there, there's some guys. Uh I think my favorite is probably, Ramirez. I, I think Ramirez signed a major league contract. Did I'm he? Sure. Oh, I'm wow. pretty sure. Yeah. For Erasmo. Yeah. Uh my favorite is is probably Jared Walsh. Uh I like that idea. Uh awesome. Austin Meadows, if they're both, you know, ready to go, they want to give it a shot. I'd, I'd be happy to give them the opportunity. Uh, Brian Anderson is a fun one. Um, you know, I wish things ended better for Kyle Lewis in uh, in Seattle uh, because that would be yep. a fun uh, shot. And, and the fact that the the Oakland A's haven't signed Kyle Lewis and just plan to make him their everyday DH this year is absolutely shocking to me. But yeah, oh, wow. whatever. R- Rasmus signed a minor league deal with the Rays back on okay. the uh, okay. on the sixth minor league deal okay well there you go so yeah there's some guys but uh, yeah you just you kind of you're hoping to hit on one of them um and again if there's a guy that you really think you can you can help like there's a tweak you can make and you think he can be a you know at least a a role player for you not the worst thing in the world to give that guy a million bucks and and a 40-man spot to start spring training it's really easy to cut that guy if it if he doesn't work out so uh yeah you know and the mariners have done this in the past they've get like dylan moore for example they really wanted dylan moore dylan moore had a lot of other opportunities so they said we'll give you a major league deal we'll give you a a guaranteed 26 man spot at least to start spring training and that's what led to that signing so 
Uh, the Mariners could do that again with Walsh or Brian Anderson if it's just like a million, a million five, something like that. So just keep an eye on on guys like that. Yeah, I really like the uh, the Meadows and, and Walsh ideas. I like Jonathan Scope, um, mm-hmm. Bergson Profar, and it, again, any pitcher that doesn't have off the field uh, off the field issues, I'm not saying no to, because like the the Mariners pitching development. Whether it's late in your career, early in your career, doesn't matter. They've been able to uh, help some guys get their careers back on track. So, uh, yeah, I'm open yep. to really any and all of those possibilities. All right. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tiding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Tiding Gonzalez. Colby at CPAT11, that's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.